when, when there is a uh, sin against the Lord, and the Ethan said, the Lord has put away the sin, he shall not show you that. Shows me the connection between sin and death. But also, he gets found more and more, he said, he shall not show you that. As we know, the wages of sin is death. Again, in a prophetic way, Nathan told him, you shall not die eternally. But also, according to the law of the Old Testament, a murderer should be killed. David, as a murderer, as because he killed Uriah, should have been killed. But because of his repentance, even the physical death was removed from him. Yes, God kept some consequences as I explained, but the biggest consequence which is David should be killed was not applied to David. Is it sinful to be struggling with anxiety even if I pray about it and go to God but still always get anxious over everything? Anxiety can be normal anxiety or can be illness of the soul that needs professional help. We need to exclude first whether it is illness of the soul or not. So I recommend to seek professional help to see what is the reason of your anxiety. You are saying, I always get anxious over everything. Of course, if it is illness of the soul, it is not sin. It's not sin. It will be sin if it is lack of faith. Let's exclude first, before saying it is a spiritual illness, I like to exclude first the psychological illness. So let's seek professional help. If they say you're clear, then we can consider whether it's spiritual illness and why the reason. What are the reasons? Again, is it sinful to be struggling with depressing thoughts? The same answer. Depression can be illness, so we need to exclude first any psychological illness here. In baptism, what is the reason that church baptizes boys after 40 days and girls after 80 days? Number one, because God said so. Boys or girls actually can be baptized at any moment. Can be baptized after one day or two days. The 40 and 80 days, these are for the mother to take communion. So these 40 and 80, not for the children. But many mothers like to wait until 40 or 80s, so receive communion with their children when they are baptized. But the children can be baptized at any time. Why 40 and 80? There are many, many explanations. A very common explanation is because, as St. Paul said, Adam was not deceived, but Eve was deceived. So, uh, with every birth of a girl, we remind the mother to take care of this girl and to raise her in godliness and righteousness so she will not be deceived like our mother Eve. But there are many other explanations for this question. What does it mean when I pray for something and God kind of gives it to me and then takes it away 
or like in a way like teasing a child. Of course, we cannot generalize. Maybe God gave me a gift and I lose it. Then I'm blaming God that he takes it away from me. Maybe I was not faithful with this gift. In the parable of the wicked vine dressers, God gives them the gift to be the keepers of the vineyard. But when they were not faithful in keeping the vineyard, God told them, I will take the vineyard from you and will give it to another nation that will bring the fruit in its due season. In other dioceses in the U.S., it was said they have deaconesses, female deacons. Is that right? Can women lead the deacons in liturgical services? I'm not aware that any diocese have female deacons, but they have what they call ecclesiastical choir. So they have a choir, but women cannot lead deacon in liturgical services. And in the diocese that you are referring to, never ever a woman led the deacons in liturgical service. They say it clearly, they are not deaconesses, but they are ecclesiastical choir. I know we always say, do your part and God will take care of the rest. How do we truly know we're done everything we can? Sometimes I feel like Maybe I could have done more, which leads me to keep trying in something. How do I know when I have done my part and this is simply not God's will and I should stop? Your part is what you can do. God's part is what you cannot do. Again, your part is what you can do and God's part is what you cannot do. If you are confused, you need to seek guidance. St. Paul, for example, when he started his ministry, he was against the Judaizers. Judaizers to keep the Jewish tradition for the Gentiles. And many people attacked him. So in, in a vision, God told him, go to Jerusalem and seek the guidance of the pillars of the church. Peter, James, and John, and ask them. Paul, as we read in the, his letter to Galatians, went to the Jerusalem, and he confirmed to him that what he's doing is right. And then, because attacks were more and more and more, they did the first council of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15. So if you are confused, go and seek guidance. Did I do my part? Do I need to do more? And I'm sure through guidance, God will reveal his will to you. Is drinking alcohol a sin? Suitable? Not getting drunk? St. Paul, when he answered this question, he said there are two laws to answer this question. You can answer it by the law of love, or by the law of knowledge. In order to answer this question, do you want me to answer it with the law of love or the law of knowledge? Let me explain and then I will read it with you from the scripture. What is the law of knowledge? The law of knowledge, we can argue, 
nothing sinful in drinking alcohol. The sin is when we get drunk. And we can get verses from the scripture, I can get uh, quotes from church father, I can get scientific support. Uh, some people said so, and we keep arguing together. That's a lot of knowledge. But there is another law. It's called the law of love. The law of love says, if anything I do causes my brother to stumble, then I will not do it. St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 he spoke about eating what is offered to the idol. There were sacrifices offered to the idol. So some people said, no, it's wrong to eat this meat. Some people said, no, it is okay to eat such meat. And they were using the law of knowledge. What's law of knowledge? The argument was like this. If there is no idol, we believe there is no idol, then this sacrifice is offered to nothing. So if it's offered to nothing, why you tell me don't eat from it? I give myself permission to eat. But there are some people don't have this knowledge. And when they see me who have knowledge, eating what's offered to the idols, they will get stumbled because they think that I worship the idol. And they may start worshiping the idol. Then I made them stumble because of my knowledge. That's why St. Paul said, if eating meat, which is not sinful, will cause my brother to stumble, I will not eat meat forever. I will read with you this chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, and I will replace the word what's offered to the idols by drinking. Because it's the same principle. So now concerning things offered to the idol, I can read it now concerning drinking. We know that we all have knowledge, but knowledge puffs up, but love it defies. Knowledge seek my own pleasure. Knowledge I want to win the conversation. I will prove that you're wrong. I will prove that drinking is okay. So knowledge puffs up. Love is not about me. Love is about the other. Love edifies. People are speaking about drinking. They want to have permission to drink. It's about them, not about the others. Whether the other will stumble or not, it's not the, the issue here. And if anyone thinks that he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. If I'm arguing about drinking and I, I think I can prove to you that drinking is correct, is right, then actually I don't know anything. Why? Because I don't know love. I don't know how to love my brother and to protect him from stumbling. Because let me assume, let me assume just for the sake of discussion, I am drinking, but I never ever got drunk. But you see me drinking, and he said, okay, Sayyidna is drinking, I can do like Sayyid. And he started drinking, and then you became addict. Then, by my knowledge, I caused you to sin. By my knowledge, I caused you to stumble. That's what St. Paul is saying. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. If I love God, then I care about my brother who is created in the image of God. And then God will know me here. Therefore, concerning eating of things offered to idols, concerning drinking, we know that an idol is nothing, I explained this, 
there is nothing called idol, and there is no other god but one one god. For even if there are so the so-called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through him we live. However, there is not in everyone that knowledge. Not everyone knows that drinking without getting drunk can be okay, although statistic-wise, they say nobody is drinking and he did not get drunk at least once in his life. They say no one is drinking and he never ever gets drunk at least once in his life. For some was consciousness of the idol until now eat it as a thing offered to an idol. So when they see you drinking, they believe you are, you know, getting drunk. And their conscience being weak is defiled. So when they see some school servant or Christian believer, just a believer drinking, he says, you know, he's getting drunk. But food does not commend us to God. Drinking does not commend us to God. For neither we eat, neither we drink, are we the better, nor if we don't eat, if we don't drink, are we the worse. But beware lest somehow this liberty, you give yourself freedom to drink, this liberty of yours, become a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, drinking alcohol, will not the conscience of him who is weak is emboldened to eat those things offered to the idols? Then, if he sees you drinking, then his conscience will be emboldened to drink. And maybe he will become addict, become alcoholic. And because of your knowledge, because you defended drinking, shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. So Christ died for your brother, and you, by using the law of knowledge, causing your brother to die. When you thus sin against the brethren, so what is the sin here? Not drinking, but the sin that you caused your brother to stumble and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, if drinking makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Based on this chapter, yes, drinking is sin. Why is sin? Because it causes my brother to stumble. As St. Paul said, you sin against Christ. In itself, it is not sin. But by causing my brother to stumble, it is sin. And definitely, if we start drinking, then many weak people will start imitating us, and then they will get alcoholic. Let me ask a question. Do you think any alcoholic started drinking with a goal to be alcoholic? He said, my goal to be alcoholic in one year? No. All of them start drinking and they say it is just social drinking. And then they end up alcoholic. That's a question we need to answer it. Which law you want to follow? Law of knowledge or law of love? Law of knowledge puffs up. Law of love edifies. 
Law of knowledge is about you. Law of love is about others. Law of knowledge is selfishness. Law of love is about loving God and loving the other. We be to God forever and ever. Amen.